Pocket Full of Snacks is a Lidomine media production. I want to remind you to subscribe to Pocket Full of Snacks on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Cast, Radio Public, or wherever else you listen. And please remember to leave a review. Also, if you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Also, I do have to ask if you have some spare change, feel free to send us a tip, which helps us keep our lights on. You can find a link to Pocket Full of Casts and the rest of Lidomine Media podcasts and our radio shows at lidominemedia.com. That's L-I-G-H-T-O-M-I-N-E media.com. And welcome to our very first episode of Pocketful of Snacks. This is Max DeBoss, and with me we have our other amazing host, Nelson, Nelson Greaves. Greaves. There he is. There he is. Hello, hello. Hey, how do you like our new theme song? I like it. I, to be honest, was so overwhelmed by its existence at all, I haven't listened to it. Yeah, well, hey, we have a theme song. We have a theme song. That's why it's recorded, right? So we can go back and listen to it and uh, enjoy it along with our listeners. That's right. Yeah. And um, I'm going to, I would be like, I think it would be important for me to give our, the person who did our theme song some credit and explain to them, you know, like, hey, this is so-and-so, but I forget, I forget who, who produced it. So Um, they don't learn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no... (laughs) Maybe no one produced it. Maybe that's why you can't remember is it just came into being. That's a good point. I think you're right. I, I think it. <laughs> we wish we could thank someone for that theme song. We we wish there were anyone to thank, even ourselves, but there isn't. I really feel bad. There's got to be. I'll find out. I'll find out his name uh, soon enough. His name is, here we go. This is um, Ryan Pruitt. Thank you for um, writing our theme song just for us. Um, Ryan Pruitt, um, he uh, featuring Oliver and the Spectacles. So we appreciate that. And thank uh, you, Ryan. Uh, we appreciate you for letting us uh, license your song. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay, so Nelson, uh, f- our listeners, you know, we have a lot of them, and a lot of them don't know who we are. So um, let's give a little background about what we did in the last two hours so they give us a really good idea of who we are and how our listeners can get to know us two hours the last the last two hours where i actually think a pretty indicative uh indicative uh, explanation of who at least who i am now i mm. i think that we all are someone else uh what we do how we spend our time uh, we've all sort of become different people, I think, pretty recently. And so the last two hours, uh, two hours ago exactly, I was still writing. Um, and I had just started on a, uh, a new script, which is always exciting and scary. Oh, I'm going to jump in here. For those of you who don't know, Nelson is a um, screenwriter. So that's what he's talking about, scripts. Uh yeah, uh, screenwriter, also television writer. This is a television thing. 
um, that is uh, sort of based on, partly based on my life, uh, partly based on things that are scary, partly based on the Blair Witch Project. Oh. But, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of me just vomiting onto the page, and I find myself writing things like, and then a very compelling thing happens right here. <laughs> and then excellent dialogue uh, exchanged between characters here. Um, so that's where I'm at. I did uh, 14 terrible pages today, but wow. that's a lot. If, if I'm going to make shit, at least I want to make a lot of shit. That's impressive. Uh, so after that, I uh, like every millennial in the world right now i am baking bread mm. um and is it sourdough it is sourdough mm. i have made a starter from scratch wow. and where this is get, my second where did you get the bacteria and the yeast do we want to know apparently it's from your hands and there's also natural bacteria like in the air on right the wheat yeah no it's like the wheat comes with it but like one of the recipes I read was like really get your hands dug in there because it's really important to use that bacteria as well. Oh, it's so gross. Which I didn't know. Here's the thing. The biggest takeaway I have from baking bread is I can't believe that it's all just water, flour, and salt. Right. That is the craziest all thing. Of them, they're all just water, flour, and salt. And there are so many of them. And I've been eating them my whole life. And they're all just water, flour, and salt. Yeah, and it's I nuts. don't understand it. Um, Bree and I, we have a, a Dutch oven. And we've been, you know, last couple of years, we've been baking bread in our Dutch oven. And same sort of thing, though. Bree. Oh, sorry. Bree, for those of you, is Max's wife. Yes. Uh, Brianne uh, is her full name. And we, uh, same thing, you know, we've been ma making bread. And I keep on looking at different recipes. And it's all just different variations of water, flour, and salt. And, you know, it's just like how you knead it or if you um, let it sit for longer, it tastes different. Or if and I'm, it's just uh, it's very strange or how you fold it. If you fold it differently or for shorter amounts yeah. of time, it turns into a um, focaccia compared to yeah. something else. What a trip. Yeah. What's crazy to me is not realizing that, like, the bread we eat now, it's like, you know, even though the quality of the grain or whatever was somewhat different, it's like. They were eating bread 2,000 years ago that was great still. Right. That was just, like, delicious. And speaking of, so that's my alarm going off. Alexa, stop. My robot uh, reminding me to do it. Mm. And I'm actually at the last stage of my bread preparation for the day, which is uh, I'm going to fold it into its final shape and drop it into a cloth that has been lined by uh, whole wheat flour mm -hmm. and cornmeal, which I was doing disastrously. And then my wife, Hannah, came and helped me after I screamed help. Mm. Uh, and now I'm going to put it in there and place it there overnight for uh, 12 to for 18 its final hours, rise. I'm assuming. 12 to 18 hours, exactly. Yeah. And at that point, hopefully... I have a delicious, wonderful piece of bread that everyone who I meet thenceforth associates me with and is impressed 
Bye. Well, you know what? That is a thing. So I, uh, when was it? Two Christmases ago or Easter's, made some bread and brought it to the family. And since then, my uh, nephew calls it um, Amu Maxi's famous bread, which means Uncle Max's favorite famous bread. And it's just because one day I brought bread and it was, you know, famous. Uh, it is. You know, they say all you need is one. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it's also. I like to think that uh, that since then, the, every single loaf of bread you've baked has been terrible. Um, hasn't been as good. That's for sure. That day, <laughs> that day, it's that's all you need. You just need yep. one. Um, all right, it's going in the refrigerator. Does this bread call it to being uh, to rise in the refrigerator? Why don't you leave it out on the counter? Um, I can. Um, it does. So, what time is it? It's six thirty. If I wanted to bake the bread today, I could bake it around eleven p.m. and that would be okay. But I'm going to bake it tomorrow, so it has to go in the refrigerator. For six for twelve to eighteen hours. This one actually says ten to twelve hours, but I'm gonna fudge it because I'm not waking up at six thirty to bake bread. Um, but um, although I could, I could do that and then eat it for breakfast. Heck yeah, we'll man. see. Breakfast Stay tuned. Bread. The next mm. the next episode, we're going to hear all about what happened with that loaf. <laughs> um, but then this was all a, a circuitous way of saying. Right after uh, I finished working, I read two pages of Moby Dick. Mm. Which still reading Moby Dick, huh? I am still reading it. And what's what's uh, interesting, or maybe that's not the right word, but I actually started reading Moby Dick before this whole pandemic situation. Mm -hmm. I understand it's become posh to read Moby Dick during this as well. Oh, but, is um, it? Is that a thing now? I guess it's like a thing. It's like, when else are you going to read Moby Dick? Read it right now. And I uh, love it. I've been loving every moment of it. Almost every moment. Sometimes the guy really likes whales. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he really, really likes whales. And sometimes I'm like, this is a little, a, little too, a little too much. But it's very surprising. He, in the last chapter I read, compared, the whole chapter was about the tail of a whale. Mm -hmm. Like T-A-I-L. Right. And how wonderful it was in so many different ways. And he ended the chapter by comparing it to Jesus. He said they were, a whale's tail and Jesus were basically the same thing uh, because they were both very gentle, but also mighty. Mm. Yeah, um, <laughs> Crazy guy. Melville is an insane guy, and it's amazing. It's, uh, you know, there's a reason why it's the great American novel, which I'm just discovering. Two-thirds of the way in. Don't tell me how it ends. I don't <laughs> want it to be spoiled. Have you, have you read In the Heart of the Sea yet? I haven't, so that's also on my coffee table. Have you right. read it? I have. I've read it. Well, I read yeah. it slash listened to it. Um, you know, I count that. Yeah. I, if I didn't get to count that, I wouldn't have read a book since like 1934. Right. Yeah. yeah. So our future future sponsor of our show, Audible, I have to thank you guys for <laughs> the uh, access to um, In the Heart of the Sea. Um, Great, though. Amazing. I hear. 
Hannah, Hannah, my wife, uh, she brought it out and she wants me to read it next. So. Yeah, really good. Um, also, I don't know if it's how in depth compared to uh, Moby Dick it is, but a lot of um, whale talk and a, but it really interesting is a, you just kind of learn about the um, you know, the whaling towns, which is that was yeah. so interesting to me. Um, just kind of oh, the way they sure. lived and yeah. I mean, Moby Dick, I think, is sort of a, a little bit of it's like three different parts. One is sort of what is the actual whaling like? Like, what are the different aspects of it? And then there is like the story itself of Ahab going and searching for this whale. And the other one is just like this guy loving whales. Like, there's a whole chapter that's called The Whiteness of the Whale that is just about the color white as it applies to whales. And it's it's amazing. It's honestly amazing. Like you can't even believe that this guy is writing this stuff in 1850. Uh, very modern, very incredible. And you know, people spend their whole their whole academic career studying this one book. And I think there's yeah, a really good reason why. I guess there's a point. Uh, At some point, I should listen to it. I guess I'll listen to it. Uh, listen to it. Listen to it. The so what about you? That's mine. Then I then I arrived here. Yeah. Okay. So the last two hours. Actually, the last two hours are pretty uh, not too eventful. Um, I I got home uh, from work. Um, Where you work? Yeah, so I got home from um, a place called uh, DeBoss Gourmet, a future sponsor of our show. Uh, <laughs> and, In a way, a current sponsor. Yeah, a current, of our show. current sponsor on. of our show, DeBoss Gourmet. And um, yeah, it was a long day, and so I came home. For those of you who don't know, uh, Max runs a uh, boutique chocolate company that and also runs a uh, help me out how would you describe the larger uh, the larger company that you you also do work for oh yeah so I also do um, research and development for uh, another company um, by the name of made in nature and we do um, research and development as well as marketing and a whole bunch of stuff for them as well kind of developing new products and, and bringing them to market. So, um, yeah, so, so it was a big day there. And so then I, I got home and I made dinner and made some, uh, I made some meatloaf and meatloaf. meatloaf. Yeah. That's the most, that's the most caloric, densely caloric thing I've heard you making Dude. in a long time. I know. So dense. for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, uh, <laughs> Max has uh, gets into certain patterns of eating, which I can relate to. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Where all he eats is whole, single whole foods. So mm-hmm. uh, I once saw him for an entire weekend. All he ate was peanut butter, green beans, or they might have been snap peas. Snap peas, I think. Uh, yeah. Apples. I think I saw him eat fifteen apples. <laughs> and is that it? I think that might that be might it. have been it the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind um, of my. Th- I, I don't know. It is a weird thing right now. My big thing is, um, well, I, I, I'll come back to it. I uh, yeah, so I made meatloaf, and um, and riced cauliflower, so you know, kind of to combat the um, heavy meatloaf, you know, ate some cauliflower with it, and um, yeah, I think. Oh man, was that that loud sound? I gotta make sure that doesn't happen in our podcast anymore. Get oh, I didn't that. hear one. Oh no. Oh, well, it came through yeah. mine. Oh, that's good. Maybe it didn't maybe, actually come Maybe through. you already made sure of it. I took care of it. Um, yeah, and so then um, I sat down with my wife, and we actually watched an episode of her favorite show, um, 
NCIS. NCIS. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know what it stands for. All of these, all of these sequels later, yeah. I have no idea. This is this. I want to say it's. So it's funny. This is, and I was always confused growing up. My dad would watch like NCIS because it was uh it's it has nothing to do with the other C, those other ones CSI. It's a different show. Um, so yeah, watch that. And then I prepped uh, our podcast studio. And um, made sure that was all up to snuff. And then here I am. So it's uh, not not terribly exciting, um, but um, but there was a time in there when I, in between, before dinner, and after. Well, I got home, I started prepping, and then I started making dinner. And in between those two things, I did eat an entire bag of grapes. Um, that's, there you go. Yeah, that's what, my new big like, problem. No events. That's a. It's a big problem though. Brianna has taken me aside and given me like a real sit down talk that I might bankrupt us on the amount of money I spend on grapes. Well, if you're gonna bankrupt yourself on something though, that's, that's the what way I to always go. Say. Um, like the people are they that, from? Where are they from? Um, originally Chile, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but I picked them up at Vons. Oh, I meant more like yeah. Okay. Local Vons. Um, I I have a I I go back and forth between Vons and Save Mart because I, each day I will siphon through and pick all the good grapes. So I have to wait a day, so then I go to the next store and get all their good grapes. <laughs> good grapes, like good oh, grapes man. that you can get in. I mean, like for me, it's like Costco eventually. Like every once in a while, has right. these grapes. That are just, um, I don't even know where they come from. I don't know if they're grown oh God, I love grapes. Olympus with the gods. But the uh, the best, I mean, the best grapes I've ever had are from Costco. I was in, when Hannah and I went to, uh, we went to Japan a couple years ago. And we, and they love fruit there. They love fruit so much. And they give each other fruit. Uh, I saw, I saw a $200 cantaloupe there. Oh, God. And... We got there and it was our first night. We'd just gotten off like a 13 hour flight and we were groggy and it, it was daytime our time, but it was nighttime there. And we went right outside our hotel and just like saw a tiny bit before we went to sleep. And there was a, a little guy there on the street selling grapes and uh, like on a little stand, like it's a farmer's market. And they're the most beautiful grapes I've ever seen. They look like they have been carved by a master. Yeah, they're they're perfectly round. Good looking fruit, right? That's their thing. Oh, yeah. And so we ask how much, and he's like, uh, whatever thousand amount of, of yen. And we do the math, and we're like, 50, you know, it was probably like 15 grapes total. We did the math, we were like, uh, it's like 50, no, I guess it's $5. Okay, whatever, like $5 grapes, we'll buy. Get back, we realize, uh, no, they were $50 grapes, we weren't converting wrong. And each grape cost like $3.50, and... They were beautiful, but they were they they didn't have anything on grapes that I would get here. Oh yeah, no. So there's a, they, this is a thing I I didn't know until uh, for a long time I had a um uh, a, a different video production company um that's not Light of My Media Production, which is this current company. Um, but what I would I did a lot of work for um produce companies and. I would go to Watsonville, which is a little place here in California near the coast where they grow almost, they grow like all the berries, right? So Driscoll's, all the big guys are out there. And um, 
they have special berries that they would grow only for Japan. So they would grow, for instance, um, berries that are like off colors that they would, like, you know, in their lab, like crossbreed strawberries to grow into weird colors. Like where they would. I only... saw twenty five dollar white white strawberries. Yeah. were selling there. This is it. They grow it, like crazy it came strawberries. In a box. It's a yeah. trip, man. And so the other thing they would do is they were picking all of these strawberries super early. Like they were like tiny and green. I was like, what are they doing? They go, oh, because if we pick them now, by the time they get to the Japan, they have ripened just enough so the tip is bright red, but the rest is green. And they would sell yeah. for a ton of money. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. an unripe strawberry, but it looked gorgeous. Yeah. What a well, trip, Well, they love aesthetics, huh? though. I also, it's awesome. like, apparently it's a sign of like, it's like a, a, the same way you would like send a bottle of like cognac or something to somebody when they did something good. It's like you send them, you know, a boxed cantaloupe that's two hundred dollars. It's right. like you give them as gifts. It's not like you take it home and by yourself, you know, slice it in half and eat it with a spoon. Got it. Um, it's like uh, yeah, flowers, essentially. Right. It's like flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Only flowers that you they have another purpose besides being a flower that's they have a, a good purpose point, of being right? but uh but yeah i think for them listen who says you need to eat fruit there's no rule and i guess you could always save it and like put it you know in a in a drawer until it ripens up and then eat it right I yeah know. i think so i guess i don't know i don't know how fruit works uh, uh anyway all i would just say your uh eating of grapes uh, I don't think is a, a small thing. The grapes are so caloric. I'm a diabetic, a type one diabetic, mm. uh, OG, and grapes are like a, a like a small, tiny assassins for your blood sugar. Oh, they're they, just giant sugar balls, right? They're just sugar balls. They're just yeah. giant balls of sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I like to think that it's healthy because it's fruit, and I'll just live with that. Um, and the good news is you become a diabetic. I have a friend who can guide me through the, uh, the journey. So I guess I'll figure it out then. Different type of diabetes, just so our listeners don't get confused. Okay. Sorry. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I actually know nothing about that kind of diabetes. So you're on your own. <laughs> is it not as to act somewhat the same, right? Uh, th- there are similar effects. But it is a completely different disease. Uh, basically, diabetes is defined as, and I'm making up this definition, uh, insulin, an inability to use insulin to uh, get sugar out of your blood. So when you're type 1 diabetic, your beta cells, which mm-hmm. are these special cells in the pancreas, um, get flagged for some reason. Uh, and there's an autoimmune response that happens where your body goes and destroys those beta cells. Now you can never produce insulin again. Type two diabetes is, uh, imagine if your entire insulin system is like a machine and you're overworking the machine. And so it starts to become resistant. Uh, your body becomes insulin resistant. So it's making the same amount of insulin, but it's just, it's, it's tired. It's not able to keep up anymore. So that's type two diabetes. They both lead to high blood sugars. Uh, but they're actually completely, completely unrelated in terms of uh, pathology. I don't know anything about medical words. It's I'm... a real problem. My my father was a doctor, and he he passed away two years ago. And I didn't realize how often 
I was just like casually relying on him <laughs> to explain some medical concept to me. <laughs> and now I just don't have that. And so I'm just actively getting stupider and stupider when it comes to these things. <laughs> but that's okay. I think that's the legacy my father would have wanted for me. Yeah. Um, He's just like, well, Nelson, so. you guess you, you should have been a doctor. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm screwed. I mean, I grew up in a chocolate factory, and then I, I work in one now where I eat sweets all day, and then I come home and I just plow through bags of grapes. So I, I think I might run into some issues later in life. Um, You're pretty fit. I don't know. Most most people, not all, but most people who are diabetic, they also have weight issues. Well, uh, you know, I try to combat. And- I try to combat the sugar with you know. A lot of meatloaf, so I'm hoping it works out. <laughs> it's actually how it works. Yeah, yeah, it gets lodged in the meat and it can't escape. Yeah, exactly. So. It, like absorbs it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you cancel out sugars with meats. Clearly, that's, that's right. One part sugar, one part that's meat. Right. And it's like you ate nothing at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had friends who I swear it was like people that grew up uh, like as family friends, and they had this belief that if you stood, if you if you didn't sit down when you were eating, if you were standing when you were eating, that your food would pass through you quicker, so you wouldn't <laughs> gain as much weight. And so they would like stand while they ate, just assuming that it was healthier for them. And, um, it's like a manual, a manual <laughs> gastric bypass. Yeah, like I don't think that's how it works. But I was like young enough to be like uh, maybe, but. And why doesn't everybody just stand while they eat? Um, yeah. I mean, listen, who's, who's maybe, maybe they're right. I mean, definitely no one has done a study because nobody is paying any doctor <laughs> to have people in and eat standing up. So who, for all we know, they, were they skinny or were they fat? They were normal. They weren't fat. Um, the the problem I think though with getting a study done is how do you do a a, a double blind study? You have to you know people are gonna be blindfolded right. and you're just gonna have to tell them they're right. standing. I don't know if I'm standing <laughs> or not, but I'll keep on eating. <laughs> In space, it strikes me this might for the moon when we get to the moon. Yeah, yeah. we'll finally be able to conduct this study. Hey, speaking <laughs> speaking of space, I wanted to touch. Um, you have invested in um. In Virgin, right? Virgin Galactic. Yeah, yeah. You've invested in it. I don't know if you've seen the news. Um, I mean, today it it, it so tanked 12% I have seen the news. just in one day. No, so Virgin Galactic did not tank 12%. Um, okay. Virgin, well, should we find out right now? Yeah, yeah. It, it's I, very I, possible it did. I'm staring at it right now. Are you looking? <laughs> Wait, what is it? Because if it tanked that much, I'm going to buy some. Uh, um, yeah, it tanked twelve percent. Twelve percent. Okay, well, that's not all. That's not all the percent. No, no. And I mean, to be fair, me all of our stock has tanked, so it's not. It's nothing crazy. Yeah, let me see. I'm pulling it up. Pulling it up. How much money did I lose today? I got E Trade. I uh, immediately invested, and immediately the first day, I uh, made like. Ten thousand dollars. Oh, nice! And the second day, I lost ten thousand oh. dollars, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's like my um, Bitcoin. Um, well, you know what's funny though? I'm looking at another article beneath that that says a giant leap of faith in Virgin Galactic stock will pay off. Is what it says. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's because at some point, the rocket is going to go off. And when it does, the stock is going to go off. Like, the stock and the rocket are both going to explode. Right. I mean, not, I hope not. Oh, God. Yeah. If so, then you're really yeah. in trouble. If well, the rocket like... explodes, the stock implodes. <laughs> it's like Tesla, right? When they find every time they do a big thing, their stock goes up. Yeah. So I think it'll be all right. Um, but the... um, Oh, you were saying the Virgin. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, well, oh, jeez. Oh, Everybody watch out. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Branson, right? Richard Branson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just read a crazy article about him today. Um, oh, because he's yeah he's begging the government to give him money. Um, well, he's like leveraging his private his island, island right? right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a trip. I know that's that's some like Nicholas Cage level desperation there, selling <laughs> yeah. your castles. Well, like, this is what I didn't. I'm reading this article about him earlier today, and it talks about, um, keep in mind, he's worth $4.2 billion, right? Um, but, I mean, he, it says he has, like, $600 million in cash. The rest is all in his businesses. And right. Yeah, I bet as billionaires go, he's actually not really right. Not really very high up. Yeah. yeah. So he's got 600, uh, I mean, $600 million in cash ain't bad. But he's talking about how he's willing to leverage his island, and it's, his beautiful island that he bought um, when he was 29. And I realized, dude, you bought your island when you were 29? What have I been doing with my life? And Well, the island market was very good back then, I oh, think. Oh, that's probably a good point. Yeah, yeah they weren't <laughs> yeah. that expensive back then. He had a great agent. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to think God. of what I bought when I was 29. Um, I bought, what was that, three years ago? I moved in with my wife. And because of that, I bought my first couch. So uh, Yeah, that's nice. You know, couch, island. An yeah. island is the couch of the living room. No, switch that. No the way. couch is the island of the living room. No, I think you had it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying in my living room. Yeah. I have an island for a couch. Well, a good couch is, I mean, maybe it might be better. I mean, it, let's think about this. Would I have an? I would you rather have an island with no couch, or a living room with a couch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, island with no couch. I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's a lot of specifics there that have to have to be ironed out. This is true. Um, yeah. specifically types of couches where the island is uh, I'm having an issue with the, the pandemic I don't know how the pandemic is going for you but I've been sitting on my couch so much which is uh, I moved into my new place a little more than a year ago and uh, we got the couch used but not that used it was pretty pretty fresh still and the couch is like almost done it's the cushions <laughs> what? have been squeeze down so much that when I sit on them, they just go to nothing. And it's a shame. I love the couch. It's beautiful uh, from CB2. It's called the Comfort, maybe. I don't know what it's called. But not anymore. It's not really not. great couch. Big couch. Uh, Max has sat on it. It's a great couch. It's massive, uh, too. Like I'm, I'm, Nelson's a tall guy. 
I'm a short guy. So when I sit on the couch, though, it was one of those ones where it's so big that you naturally want to sit um, Indian style or crisscross applesauce. So you have full <laughs> like leg space. It's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, but anyway, but it's because all I do is sit now. All I do is sit around. I also realized, except for baking and cooking, all I do is look at things. Hmm. So either I'm looking at a screen because I'm working or I'm like reading a book or I'm playing a video game. But well, I mean, everything I do. In everyday life, aren't most people always looking at things? Well, it just didn't seem like it, I guess. <laughs> You're more aware of it. You're being mindful of no. the looking. No, well, like going out to a restaurant, though, that's like a thing that you're doing. That's like, you you're, know, so as a, you're, you're, thing you're doing. You are actively looking at things. Like, that's the action. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. And you're not even driving, which driving is not looking at things. Right. And I live in Los Angeles. And so, you know, very often I'm spending at least 45 minutes a day in my car. Right. Which I don't mind either because <laughs> after this, I'm going to relish every single minute I'm driving a car. <laughs> yeah, it's been weird for me. The um like people around me, I mean my wife, uh majority of my family, you know, their their jobs are you know, they all working from home right now. Uh, but it's life for me has been not that much different because we're an essential company because we're making food. So worse every day I've still gone to work. It's actually busier for me. And then to make it even more or even less um, or more normal, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, um, is that I work alongside my dad. So I also see my part of my family every day also. So it's like it's not like, oh, I'm stuck at home and like a lot of people are complaining because they can't go see their families. And it's like, well, no, I see my family and I'm going to work every day. So it hasn't really, I, it's weird, it hasn't really affected me in my everyday life, besides, like, you know, it's hard to find eggs and things like that. Um, so it's been a weird, it's been a weird experience. There's been a lot of talk of, like, hey, let's, you know, you know, like, for instance, friends will want to, like, hey, hop on a game or do something like that. And I'm like, well, I don't know, I'm getting home at six and I'm exhausted. So um, it's been weird. It's been yeah. a strange experience for me. Like, I kind of yeah, wish I was experiencing it because I feel like I'm missing out on, like, this global Well, there was, like, thing. a good two weeks that I think it might have been fun to experience. Uh, really over it now, though. There's Yeah. <laughs> it's really, you know, really would be happy, happy for it to be, to be done. Um, don't know when that's going to happen, though. I read something today that Disneyland might not open until 2021. Oh, that's what I heard, too. No, Which I don't understand what that would do to the Disney Corporation. That dude, I don't. So much of their money comes from parks. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, that's true. A lot more of their money though comes from like movies, right? And like ABC and stuff. I'm assuming. No, like a, no, a lot. I think parks might be their number one income generator. Think about it. Think about how much it costs to go to Disneyland. It's like 120 bucks to go to Disneyland, and There's every no day, way Disneyland makes more money than like. The Marvel movies. Think about the Marvel movies. So they make, they make Disney makes. I think they most most money off of merchandising, and which are you know like subsidiaries of of the right. movies. But but you know if if 
whatever uh, the Avengers, you know, the biggest grossing, but whatever makes one point four billion dollars. Right. Uh, first of all, they've spent probably half of close that. to yeah, Easy. probably yeah, six hundred right. million dollars yeah. on on yeah the promotional stuff and the movie itself, and. Uh, then it's like, you know, then they're paying exhibitors, they have to, they take a cut of it and stuff. And so that, that number doesn't actually mean that. Whereas if I'm going to Disneyland, if there's 30, I don't know how many people can be at Disneyland at a certain time. I don't know. But I, that, do you have a computer in front of it? I think I'm it's like 30,000. Um, can you hear my keyboard clicking away? Clacking, clicking, clacking. A little bit. Um... Oh, this can't be right. Nelson, you were way correct if this, if this is right. Um, per day? Break that down. What? Okay, give me a second. This is this website says they make $13 billion, $13 billion per day. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Um, Wait, no, that can't be. No, that's impossible. That can't be true. Um, Disney's... Operating daily cost, their operating cost per day is three point two five million. Um, let's see. That's here. Disneyland. That's Disneyland. Okay, here that makes it is. Sense. They, okay, this this makes more sense. This article says per day, but that's so wrong. But there's another article. Um, Disney grosses. A combined thirteen point six billion dollars from their six domestic parks annually. Yeah, that destroys so that's their box office numbers. Grosses though, right? Um, so you right. Can imagine, but I'm sure that's plus. Imagine they have to keep on building things. Maybe half of that they keep, right? Oh, and that's gross. Oh, but you know, check this out. It's another article that says um, the company is said to spend $10.6 billion every year to keep all parks open and functional. So they're bringing in oh, you know, $3 billion from their parks. Nothing to laugh at. Hey, it's good work if you can get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> it's uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, but you're right crazy. though. It's going to but you're right. True. This whole if I'm thinking even smaller parks like Disney has other profit. A place like Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. It's not like they're part of some giant oh. other like they're dead. I don't think they can survive. They're dead. No, these places are Even just... six even the Six Flags parks might be dead. Yeah, I mean I mean there's no way they're surviving. That's an example though of a place if like the Six Flags goes down it's very easy for some investor to come in and be like, I'm going to buy the Six Flags parks right. and like start them up again. It's like, it's all there. Uh, but the, yeah, those the are companies themselves file bankruptcy them, like, and just yeah. be fine. Um, but yeah, it's a trip. I, it's a, it's a very strange place we're in. Like in the, in the food world right now, there's just so many of these yeah. massive retail stores um, that don't, that like sell food but aren't food stores, um, right? That are just like they're freaking out. Like we don't know if we're gonna like they're don't know if they should place orders. Don't know 
what's going yeah. on, like ingredients. I'm doing a project right now, and I'm just trying to get this ingredient that I needed. And like three weeks ago, they were like, yeah, we have no problem. We're up and running. We'll get it to you in a couple days. Um, been waiting on it, been waiting on it. And I was like, hey, guys, it's been three weeks. Like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we don't know if we're ever yeah. going to be around. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. I It'll be really... I think this is the world's going to be changed so dramatically by this. Hannah, my wife, she keeps saying a good thing, which is, and you know, that this doesn't mean it's true, but it's a nice thing to say to yourself, which is after the Black Plague came the Renaissance. And, you know, something like, you know, people, humans are incredible and they continue to be and have always been. And, they find ways to thrive in all, you know, all situations. Yeah, and yeah that's what I've been telling. We'll Bri. figure it out. But just said humans are a um, resilient bunch. We we are we've lasted this long. So nothing's keeping us yeah. down. Yeah, it's a trip though, huh? We haven't really lasted that long. I mean, <laughs> the, the <laughs> it's resilient. Humans are like resilient in terms of humanity, like on a long, long. I mean, two thirds or like a third of Europe died during the Black Plague. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, correct, but Europe's still around, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Europe is still around, yeah. and they are somewhat yeah. economically relevant. That's right, yeah. Europe, they're still hanging in there. <laughs> no, I do think, though, you know, it'll be a big, it'll be a big modification. But, like, honestly, maybe society needed a modification. I don't know. Whatever, it'll be fine. Life is really, really sucking for a lot of people now, but eventually, eventually it'll be good again. Yeah, it's a trip, man. All these bread companies, yeah. everybody's making their own bread. They're going to go out of business now. Yeah. It's like millions well, of people I discovered think... that, oh, it's that easy to make bread? It's only three ingredients. <laughs> I know a little bit, right? It's yeah. like there was this secret they had over people. <laughs> yeah. And they're just they're going to keep on reminding us, yeah, but ours come sliced. It's like, eh. Right, right. <laughs> right. That feels like that was like the original marketing yeah of like wonder bread back in the day is like it's already sliced it's sliced. you don't have to spend all that time slicing it just such a funny yeah. idea like uh, um bread yeah bread people are gonna keep baking yeah i think they are it's gonna definitely i think hurt. it's also it's yeah yeah like i'm just look uh because what sliced bread was sold for the first time in 1928 right so it was wow. the uh, 1928. So recent. Yeah, not not that old. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it was at, it was deemed at the time the greatest forward step in the baking industry since bread was wrapped, right? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that was a huge that was a huge step forward when they wrapped it. When they were sort of wrapping bread. <laughs> yeah. Before that, they would just leave it like on the floor, just just unwrap, <laughs> yeah, <they were> like... <laughs> just drop it on the floor just to it pick was, it up. Yeah, first it was the first innovation was putting it on a table instead of the floor. <laughs> yeah, then they wrapped it, then and they, they sliced, sliced it, it, and they put it in a bag, and that's just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then those last those little tie things on the end of the bag it's pretty solid that was the final that was that it was they the haven't honestly innovation. they haven't innovated since 1928 <laughs> they, they the, went from the bread to like just wrapping it putting a tie on it and the bread industry has been stuck for a hundred years 
yeah. there's no way they're making it out of this alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my sister uh, works for Amy's Organic Foods, and, and they have had like a 600% increased demand for their products. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and they're in a situation where, because they make a lot of like canned soup and canned, oops. Uh oh. And frozen foods and stuff. And uh, I dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but my sister isn't, isn't freaked out or she's not like overwhelmed because she's like, well, we only have some, like, we can't just magically build another factory. So, right. Like, they can only, any ramping up. Yeah, they're locked in. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, if I came to you and I said tomorrow I need double, I need five times your chocolate order that you're giving me today, I mean, it just doesn't work. Right, so. yeah, and that's that's kind of a weird thing that they're they're in a good place, um, a company like Amy's, because they kind of have that market. Um, people are looking for Amy's products, right? Um, yeah. A, a lot of food companies are are like in a, in a weird because they will do things like um, well, we're working with one right now and they're big in Costco and Costco has said like hey you need to ramp up we need like three times as much as you can make and they're like I can't we can't make three times as much like well if we can't we'll just find somebody else so that's the worry so companies are freaking trying to do everything they can yeah even, even if it's more than they can make because well if they get replaced, they might not make it back into Costco and this is over, which is like a, but when you're Amy's, like nobody's going to kick Amy's out of a store, right? Like they're right. So, right. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be, oh, to be Amy's. What a dream. <laughs> 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 oh, I see you have a new ladder right there. Putting up a, oh, let me guess. Let me oh, guess. I let me do. guess. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you're putting up a fan. Uh, no, that's actually where it lives. So this is, uh, this is the guest room. Is that a velvet um, Elvis? Oh yeah. I've, I've lived in there. I've spent time in that room. He's lived. So this is, uh, we're in the process of turning it into a nursery. I'm in the, the rocking chair at the moment. That's it. basically the only thing we have. Um, we have other stuff. It's just not set up, but it's is a it... little bit weird. I was going to say, is it an Elvis themed nursery? No, that that belonged to Hannah's mother, and she bought it. I think I don't. Maybe ironically, maybe unironically, I can't tell. Uh, and now it is here, and it lives on. And I think we'll keep that up. I love that. But yeah, it's pretty good, and it's a little weird with like like furniture and stuff, though. Ordering right now of like is stuff going to get here? And time and like right. the stuff delayed and furniture already takes so long to to ship and make and send out. So uh, it's an interesting time to be bringing a child into this world. But yeah, it's crazy. I think it's I think it's nuts that in this quarantine time there'll be three of our friends that have children during quarantine time. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I mean, like their life though doesn't end up being noticeably different i i keep thinking of it's like if i were in high school right now oh that would be a trip what would i be doing i'd be getting into a lot of trouble that's for sure yeah or like i just would be i mean realistically what i would be doing is playing video games i guess that (laughs) yeah yeah. i would be playing video games and like my parents couldn't tell me anything otherwise and i wouldn't 
Oh, I see. If, I, if this happened while we were in high school, I was thinking if, if this happened, if I was in high school now, it'd be probably, I'd oh, probably yeah. be in, I don't even know. Horrible. horrible. I'd be Googling such depraved things. It would not I would be good for anybody. I would, I would have been, I like turn into like some kind of radicalized. I'd be like, find some Reddit thread that takes me to some website where I'm like declaring holy war against yeah. like, I don't know, like software like yeah. software like exactly there's like, so many i would be like a crazy conspiracy theorist like going down the rabbit yeah. holes on 4chan i don't even understand oh yeah oh um, yeah i the the kids the minds of children that must be getting ruined by the oh, pornography no. that they are coming across <laughs> in this i just it's it, i think like porn companies should like get together and like be like okay all the like horrible, horrible stuff. Like, let's put put it on hold. Like, yeah, just, just, just wait. Push let's just, pause. Just until the like, kids are back in school. <laughs> right. This is this is stuff that normally takes like depraved people forty years to get to. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> like we gotta we gotta just, just we gotta ease them in. We gotta the ease them in. We can't yeah. just start them at ten, guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Um, yeah, but listen, if you have enough time, <laughs> I, I just can't imagine. It'd be a mess. Not can't imagine. Good. Yeah, would not be. I good. guess a lot of kids also have just. I mean, I don't know what it's like there. LA Unified, something like ten thousand kids are just a wall. <laughs> oh yeah, there's not nobody signing in on the internet. Um, right, and they're just like, well, what? I don't have to be here, so why would I be here? And like, what are you gonna do about it? And, Right, and it's not like parents yeah. can help because your stuff's online. It's like, oh, did you do your homework? Yeah, sure, I sent it in. Yeah, it's all done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, right, right. It's not, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I'll trust I you. Know. Like, where is it? Oh, I turned it on uh, Google Classroom. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, I, sure, I guess I'll just trust you. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is if, if the plague had happened even like two months earlier, I feel like they would have made kids do that extra semester somehow. Like, I don't know how they would have done it, but like, if you haven't had an entire half year of schooling. Oh yeah. But they should, yeah. I just, yeah, this year, I, my thought has been that they should have just canceled the school year and said like, you know, yeah. like seniors, congratulations. You really, you've already learned everything you're going to learn. Like you're fine. Everybody else, <laughs> right? I mean, to be fair, like, what are you, you learning? Were, like, what are you learning? This semester, anyway. and, like, what yeah. are you learning for the last four months of your senior year? Nothing. Um, everybody yeah. else, just like, all right, next year you have an extra. You know, we're adding five minutes to every class, and it would add up or something like that, um, or ten minutes. Yeah. Well, what's so Hannah's school was destroyed. Um, by uh, the hijackers um, on 9-11. And so they had to go to, it wasn't destroyed. I mean, parts of it were like damaged, but they needed it as like a a makeshift hospital for first responders. And so uh, they actually, our video connection went out. It just dropped out. We'll keep on going. Oh, weird. Uh, they, They ended up having to go to various other schools in the like the greater new york city area 
but they would do a thing where school would start for it was like staggered. So some people's school would start at like six a.m. and then go to like one p.m. and then some people's school would start at ten ten a.m. and go to like five p.m. And I think Hannah went to Bronx, Bronx Technical, I think, and they all hated the her high school Stuyvesant kids because they like came and like screwed up their whole year <laughs> by. You know, it's not like it was their fault, but like, yeah, <laughs> uh, it would be super annoying. Um, have um, you have have you guys watched the uh, um, HBO show about the Stuyvesant or the, how do you pronounce it? Stuyvesant. Wait, I just I just got a text from my wife who's in the other room. It says, "I love you, but you are getting so many things wrong." So, <laughs> like, uh, I, I invite uh, listeners to use what I said as a starting point to go do your own investigation. Yeah. And find the true story. I, I have challenged you via my uh, via my incorrect telling. You have been challenged. Also, we'll correct this on our next show where we actually bring Hannah on. And we'll do a live uh, Q&A, not about her high school experience, um, but about baking bread um, and her recipes. Yeah. And her tea. I think she makes good and She tea. doesn't actually do it. I'm actually the I'm I'm actually the one. Oh, you're the you're things. the baker in the household. Oh. I mean, she's definitely better at it than me, having no, having never done it. I'm sure she's better at me, but uh, but it has been it has been my pet project. But she's been baking cakes. She's be- listen. She's better at all things food preparation than me. But but that's okay. I believe it. It's okay. Um, yeah, Nelson though, tasty. You know you know how to make. Um, what did I have from yours? you a while ago that was really good um man i don't know i don't think Do you have ever... my curry did they make curry for i you? actually i'm trying to think i don't think you've ever made food for me in my entire like in the last 30 years <laughs> i don't think i've ever had food well you're food. better at making food <laughs> than weird, i am though. so i think every time we've been together you've been the one making food it's a weird thing i don't think i've ever had you make food huh i've had pizza at your house growing up um yeah, well, I mean, it was Little Caesars, I'm sure. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, <laughs> um, um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break uh, for a word from our sponsor. Um, it's what I'm drinking right now. Oh, it's um, Signature Select by Safeway. Uh, their seltzer water, future sponsor of the show. We welcome you to sponsor us, Safeway, and or... Better living brands. Um, if you're still around, yeah, we we welcome you. We, we love your your beverages. Um, it's quality and and it's guaranteed. Um, so, <laughs> uh, listeners, if you're ever at the store during checkout, just mention promo code Pocketful of Snacks to let them know <laughs> you heard from us. And uh, thanks for sponsoring, helping our promote our show. And, and yeah, and if, they, if they don't give you a discount, you'll have to you'll have to sort it out. With them. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't be brought into this. Just, yeah, it's uh, we it's, did our best. It's select stores, so you know, just have to figure yeah, it out on your right. own. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I think that's it. I think we're gonna call it the show. Um, Nelson, stay with me for a second. But everybody, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you um, as part of our show. And um, once again, this has been Pocketful of Snacks with Nelson Greaves and Max DeBoss coming at you from Lidomai Studios. 
in Fresno, California. Nelson, any last words? No. All no right. last words. <laughs> None. All right. Uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Just